Yesterday, I spoke all about the design and branding of the Labour Party. I spoke about how they use the colour red and where that red came from. And I went through their logos and spoke about some of their reasoning behind their logos. I enjoyed doing it, actually, quite a lot. And in the lead up to the June 8th general election in the UK, I'm going to be doing a series of these episodes analysing the history of the design and branding of major UK political parties. There's something I didn't mention yesterday that I want to mention today whilst I'm doing these. I'm trying to be as objective as I can with these episodes, as I'm not trying to influence your political opinion in any way. I'm not doing this for political gain. I'm not getting into politics on this podcast in that way. I'm purely looking at the political parties because they're interesting and not for any other reason. The only other reason I'm doing this and these episodes is so I can try and influence you to vote. So it doesn't matter who you vote for, but if you're a UK citizen over 18, it's really important that you vote in any general election. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get to looking at the Conservatives' design and branding throughout the years. This is AADA, and I'm Craig Burgess. Let's start like we did last time, by looking at colour. As Labour is red, the Conservatives are almost the exact opposite. They're blue. In a really crude, childish term, just the colour difference shows how different these two parties are to each other. It shows how different Labour are to Conservative. It's a little bit like when the bad guy and the good guy in a cartoon always wear completely different coloured clothes, and it immediately and very obviously sets up a point of difference between the two parties. And that colour, blue, you can't really go wrong with that colour. You'll see a million companies out there using the colour blue, because it's a very safe colour. It's a very popular colour with banks and other things to do with money, because it means safety and it means security. It's a colour that makes a lot of sense for a political party to use, And it's a colour that I've used a lot in branding over the years. And the reason it makes so much sense is because it's used extensively throughout businesses all over the world that you tend to trust. It almost automatically sets you up to trust a political party that is blue. But blue also is nearly always used to indicate a political party with conservative views. But not always. Because in America, obviously in America, as a lot of other things, it's the complete opposite. In America, the Democrats are blue. And the Republicans, the Conservative Party equivalent, are red. But America is the exception to the rule here. So for the Conservatives in the UK, the blue colour makes a lot of sense, both as a political colour and as any business picking a colour. It actually makes a little bit more sense than the Labour's choice of red, as red can be seen as quite a striking or negative colour to some people and cultures. But blue, blue is just safe, almost universally around the entire world. So that's the colour blue, but what about their logo? Well, the Conservatives logo is actually pretty interesting. I struggled to find the original logo for the Conservatives, but I found the one that they used right back in the Thatcher era. The Torch logo introduced in the Thatcher era is a really strong statement of intent. 
It's not like the Labour's original logo that plays to the people. This logo, the Torch logo, was grandiose and, dare I say, even a little bit pompous. It reminds me of an Olympics logo or the logo for a great British sports team. It feels strong and powerful and a logo that you can get behind and be proud to wear as a pin badge. In comparison to the Labour logo of the British Rose, the British Rose is a much more restrained and down-to-earth symbol. It doesn't have the same weighty intent behind it and such an overt sense of power embedded in it. Even the way the hand is holding the torch in the logo reminds me of an old Russian propaganda poster. It completely sums up a strong character like Margaret Thatcher, and you can tell that it was almost invented for her and her ideals and how she thought the country should be run. Personally, I think the symbol is a little bit too strong for a political party, and it makes the Conservatives look like a baddie in a movie. And depending on your political persuasion, you might agree with that. I can completely see why though, when David Cameron came into power, he unveiled a new logo. In 2006, they introduced the now infamous scribbled tree, and it's a simple, some may say crude, drawing of an oak tree showing strength and longevity. It still gets across lots of the messages of the original torch, but in a much less pushy and shouty way. It's much less propagandary and much more well, socialist feeling. Also, the original logo they unveiled was actually green too, which to me smacked of a little bit of pandering to try and show they were trying to become more environmentally focused. The green in the logo was a little too simplistic for me. And then in 2010, they introduced the update to the tree, where they replaced the green with a Union Jack. I always thought that adding the Union Jack to the logo was a direct response to nationalist parties like UKIP gaining popularity. And in the same way they used the green to show environment, this was another simplistic attempt to show the Tories were nationalists as well. Looking at their website though, their website is very similar to Labour's in its simplistic design. But whereas Labour decided not to use too much red on their site, the Tories have used lots of blue on theirs. And intriguingly, they're also playing a different marketing game to what Labour are playing. The Conservatives have constantly been pushing Theresa May, rather than the Conservative Party itself. And also, they've been directly attacking Jeremy Corbyn, rather than the Labour Party itself. I don't have much more to say on it, other than that's an interesting approach. And whether it works or not, we'll see come June the 9th. This was AADA, and I'm Craig Burgess. Music featured in this episode was, now I might struggle to say this name, so I'm sorry, Siano Tutti Antifascisti by Montsplicer. And the other track is also really difficult to say too, which is Radiacia by Mystery Mammal. And I think I said that one right, amazingly. For a line-by-line rundown of this episode, go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP145. I'm back tomorrow with another episode of AADA, and I hope you're going to join me then. Thanks so much for listening, as always, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>